Hi listeners, this is James. Thank you for joining us for this very special episode of the Late to Church podcast. Before we get started, I want to remind you of the importance of your vote. Your voice deserves to be heard. Make a plan. Get out on November 3rd. No matter who you vote for, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, we all have the responsibility to contribute to our great country. Please, get out and vote. Thanks. We're praying for you. God bless. How's it going, Nikki? It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, what are we doing today? What a day. It's been a day. So, set to record at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a little bit later. It is a little bit later. We've had a few... Um, We've had a fiasco. Just call it a fiasco. Yeah. I was going to say monkey wrenches. That doesn't seem quite it. Fiasco. Yeah. The fiasco is my fault. Um, the little library that you we recorded has, uh, oh, it's totally my fault. Um, uh, the doors lock behind you if you walk out and I thought I had my keys and I did not. And I locked us out, uh, when we were going to get water in preparation for our podcast time, recording time. Uh, so we're like, I don't know, 45 minutes later than we would have been 30 minutes later than we would have been, which is no big deal. It gave us a chance, I think, to kind of let things marinate to marinate things. And I feel like good news, bad news, good news. We're no good at being criminals. Bad news. We're no good at being criminals. Cause I tried to break in. I had a little, I had some things from lost and found some cars. And Nikki found some things to try to, to <laughs> tried so hard. I'm like, I've even, seen this in movies. I don't even know what you would call it, but to try to burgle art her way. Burglary my way. I don't know. MacGyver. I was going to say MacGyver my way in mm-hmm. the credit card thing in the door. That didn't work here. Didn't work. No. Um, the, all the crosses and the pandas are safe. <laughs> what are we keeping safe here? I don't know. But we will definitely it's, take a picture of the pandas. It's like a vault. Um, so we are, uh, a, our podcast is officially launched. It's a couple of weeks old. That's super cool. Oh my gosh. Um, so we're coming to you, uh, for the first time, knowing that we have an audience and having interacted with a few of you. Um, and it's been just fantastic. We've had a really wonderful, uh, time seeing the feedback and, and yeah. knowing that the show is, is nurturing people and maybe giving some people some different, uh, perspectives in their faith life and their spiritual life. That's really um, all we ever wanted, even if it was just to to help out one person. That's kind of why we're doing this. And so it's been really, really wonderful. Thank you for following us on Instagram and for listening, for following the the podcast on Spotify. Um, It should be available on iTunes in the next few days. And um, yeah, it's just been really, really great and fun and exciting. I feel blessed that we've seen some um, growth from the seeds planted. Absolutely. That that's, um, that's a pleasure that you don't always get in ministry. You know, sometimes you just, you go crazy planting it's, it's and a, you don't get to see the fruit. It is something that, that I think is rare in ministry. And mm-hmm. so when you, when you get to see some of the fruit, um, and I think for us, this is like the low hanging fruit. It's kind of like yeah. the stuff that's, that's there on the surface. Um, but it's still really cool. It's really cool to, to see it kind of kind of bloom and to, to yeah. you know interact with people and hear what they think and um so thank you very much if you're listening for the first time or if this is episode four for you um thank you either way you know wherever you're at in listening to us uh we really appreciate it and we're really really excited that we're that you're here and we're excited to talk about what we have to talk about today it's a doozy or are it's we? not a doozy are no we? it's good it's good it's very good um, so this is a, this is a special episode that we decided, uh, to, we were, we were talking Look, today. Yeah. We've both been, um, in a little bit of a rut, uh, as just as, as I'm assuming as many of you out there have been with the political and social and economic distress, mm-hmm. uh, that our country is under and not to mention things like 
wildfires and pandemics <gasps> and, and hurricanes hurricanes and just lots of um lots of crazy stuff i know nikki you have family in the path of hurricane zeta zeta at the moment mm-hmm. and um you know there's just a there's just so much going on for so many people and um, we were actually supposed to, we had another episode that we were supposed to record another topic and I'm sure we'll come back to it. Um, but, uh, this, um, this seemed like it seemed more important now to talk about kindness, to talk about kindness. Yeah. Um, our, our responsibility for our fellow man, our responsibility for, um, the world around us, the people around us mm-hmm. and, and maybe how, um, how we can find some joy and we can find some, hopefully some peace, some connection with God in the midst of so much other stuff going on. Yeah. I feel a little like I could get weepy. You could get weepy? Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to be an issue. No. Okay. You get weepy. All right. I mean... We, I mean, I'm not banking on it, but... We don't have I, any Kleenex around. I got long sleeves. Okay. <laughs> that's all it takes. Long sleeves. I'm a mom. Yeah. Where's the sleeves? I mean, your sleeves are pretty much made of various layers of... Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, fluids, right? At this point, like, it's just stuff piled on stuff. That sounds really gross. It sounds really gross. It's just like, like, I mean, like, like moms are... Like snot and drink. Oh, because I did clean up a spill the other day, like... With your sleeve. With my sleeve. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's kind of gross. Okay, that's not like my go-to what I do. But kind of like the MacGyver in the door, I feel like, oh, look, I don't have a napkin close by. Let me use what I have. What do I have? I have a sleeve. Mm-hmm. We can be real realistic. Uh, Mary, like Mother of Jesus, had mm-hmm. no Clorox wipes. They were not a thing. But she used that mantle. That mm. man- I guarantee you that mantle was gross. Like, like, but I'd still want to be within it. Okay, Ugh. but but I think the reason that we'd want to be this is going to segue so nicely into what we're talking about. <laughs> the reason that we want to be within Mary's mantle is because even in the midst of all that chaos and all that nastiness of of the world, right? Like Jesus was, um, he he was poor and he grew up in a place that I think a lot of us, especially in the West, would consider filthy. Mm. Okay, and yet. Mary's mantle, as filthy as the outside of that thing got, as filthy as, as you know, the world can be, um, uh, certainly in the exterior, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's so much good. There's so much good inside of that. Just being embraced by Mary, being loved on by Mary. There's so much good uh, inside of, of our world and how we're created in who we are. Mm-hmm. And we forget that. We forget it a lot of the time. There's so much noise. Um, Jesus was, Jesus was born into a culture that, that didn't value children, that didn't value women, that didn't value people that were on the fringes, that didn't value the the ragamuffins, the ragamuffins. right? Um, yeah. And and yet Mary, you know, through her example of of just constant, constant love, um, she she taught him those values. She 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 mm-hmm. taught him to to you know to see the world. Um, kind of from his heart mm-hmm. and and that's something that I think gets lost in our image of Christ especially when um, you know just when our world is so divided a lot of times we we want to use our relationship with Jesus or maybe the lack thereof um, as a way to feel safe to feel powerful to feel um, in control mm-hmm. of one particular situation or another and uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, today's episode is a little bit, um, we're going to kind of lean into that a little bit, and we're going to talk about uh, the danger in um, mistreating, maybe mistreating your fellow man in the name of God, or um, uh, choosing to, you know, let your, um, let your political allegiances uh, determine um how, how you're going to love your neighbor or whether or not you're going to love your neighbor today. Um, and if you, if you can't tell as well, it's, it's not an easy thing for us to talk about. It's a difficult yeah. thing for us to talk about. And we're being, um, we're just being a little bit observational. Uh, we mm-hmm. walked in today, full transparency, both a little bit sad, um, about the world around us. We're coming up on the election in just a few days. So, uh, this episode will probably drop shortly before the election. So, Make sure and get out and vote. Um, it's not an endorsement for one party or another. We're just saying get out and vote because it's an important yeah. thing to do. Um, but we are 
Um, we are both really sad about the what, current state of affairs. The current state of affairs, just what we see in the world, and especially what we see sometimes in the name of of being right, or the na- in the name of truth, or in, yeah. the, in the name of, of God. A lot of the time, it's super hurtful. It is and confusing. It is confusing. I think, um, yeah. So, as we were talking earlier today, um, we we brought up, uh, you know, we're we're we feel all we feel all of this pressure, right? We feel all of this pressure uh, to maybe to be a certain kind of Christian or to be a certain kind of Catholic, um, and and I know that that. Um, that box, uh, how, or, you know, whatever it is that might be different in your, um, in your particular situation. So you might be somewhere where you feel like everyone is, uh, ultra liberal, or you feel like everyone is ultra conservative mm-hmm. and you feel like you don't fit in. And, um, we both feel that I think we, we feel yeah. that where we are. Um, we, we both have a, um, uh, like a, like a radar for, um, social justice that really resonates with both of us. Um, we also both uh, really feel like investment in the young church and mm-hmm. investment in people that um, maybe have not, tr- you know, been traditionally exposed to a relationship with God. We believe that investment is really, really important and that it's essential for the future of the church. There are a lot of other Christians and Catholics out there that are very well-meaning that do really great work that don't focus on those things. And we understand Mm -hmm. that we understand that that can't be everyone's focus. Um, but our issue lately, uh, for both of us has become the fact that even though we, um, uh, even though we, we know, uh, that the church is for everyone and a relationship has got with God is for everyone. Um, we feel like that's not the narrative that's being, presented right now we feel like there are a lot of um a lot of people who people that in the name of god are uh, knowingly and unknowingly uh both i think some of it is very intentional mm-hmm. that are are telling other people that um that just because of their of their lifestyle or because of um what they what they value what they think what they believe um that they're not lovable that the church isn't for them um, and not just that their their values or their thoughts or feelings or whatever are are wrong, but that they as people mm-hmm. are wrong. That is the message that's coming across. And so today um, we want to kind of speak directly to um, not only you, our listener, uh, but to the church in general and to say, you know, the, the, the church is for everyone and a relationship with Jesus Christ is for everyone. And whatever your obstacles are to a relate to a relationship with Jesus, um, not only can you overcome them, not only can, can, and, and certainly that's with God's help overcome them. Um, but those obstacles are actually going to teach you so much about yourself mm-hmm. and that there is, is beauty in that journey beyond what you could possibly imagine. Yeah. And I think too, not just, um, is there sometimes a narrative that people are wrong or lifestyles are wrong, but there's also this dismissive culture of not even acknowledging certain people mm-hmm. that, um, is heartbreaking, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't know. I guess I, my empathy gene is real strong Mm -hmm. and it's difficult to observe people in the name of their faith talk about or dismiss other people Mm -hmm. it's uh i would i'm gonna go a little further i'm gonna say it's not it is difficult but it's also disgusting it is it's 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 something that i um, I see that going on in the church uh, at various levels. I see people, um, pro, pro, you know, proclaiming the gospel, and oftentimes uh, with a very um, solid message, a solid gospel message, um, using the gospel message to uh, sort of step on to to, mm. to put themselves, um, you know, head and shoulders above their neighbor. Um, because of their understanding or because of their, 
you know, alliance, quote unquote, with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this uh, there's this passage in in scripture um, that uh, that that there, there's this 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 moment in scripture. Um, and, and we've, we've talked about it before and it's the, the, the Samaritan woman at the well, mm, yeah. right? And we've talked about how, um, how that moment, you know, that, that moment of Christ, um, really, really reaching out in a radical way to mm-hmm. someone who is on the fringes, uh, not only changed her life, but it, it changes the lives of the disciples that are looking on, right? It That's becomes the thing. it becomes this seminal moment in the yeah. in in the gospels where, you know, everything that the disciples thought that they were working towards is like is like it's it's just totally warped and, and, and totally it's like they have to look at it almost through a prism. It's so yeah. it's so different. And it's simply because, you know, Jesus makes it known that he he cares about everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a Samaritan woman who's been caught in, caught in in adultery, and you know, I mean, she might as well be dead. To yeah, to to the Jews especially. She was that insignificant. She to was them. that in, insignificant, exactly. And and now, like the Son of Man, the, the King of Kings, the Messiah is is not only taking the time to talk to her, but taking the time to heal her, mm-hmm. like, and just so tenderly. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that the apostles got to see him work wonders prior to that and so they're awed and they're hooked and they love him and they believe in him and that example them witnessing him talk to her his demeanor the way that he showed compassion to her set an example to them that allowed for them to better understand almost like color in this um you know maybe black and white image that they had of what their ministry would look like and just um let them know how deep and rich his compassion is and how far his love will go and i think you know um it was a was it a hard thing for him i don't know because he was god i feel like it could be a hard thing to um to buck the system and to go against the current and that's why a lot of these um issues become difficult to talk about in our time but i feel like um we're called to set an example to our fellow christians Mm -hmm. to be like christ that's that's my role model to to not a different christian but him him him. yeah yeah we 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 talk a lot about the saints right and and even in scripture you hear saint paul say be an imitator of me Mm -hmm. right but there's a there's a caveat right after that, as I am an, an imitator of Christ, right? right. Like, so St. Paul is saying, do this thing that I've done. And it's really only in, in what that thing is and identifying that thing and doing it that we're like St. Paul. We're actually called to be like Christ, to put on Christ, uh, really in our own unique way. We're made in mm-hmm. his, his image and likeness. Uh, we're, you know, we're all unique. We all have um, a particular place in the kingdom of God. And and not just a place that we like carve out for ourselves, but a place that God prepares for us. Like the mm. Father prepares it for us, with and, us in mind. With us in mind, yeah. and and that tells us that, you know, um, it's a to quote. Uh, I think it's Pope Benedict that said, like each one of us is willed, each one of us is necessary, each one of us is a conscious thought of God. Like, how then? How then can we? Um, treat each other the way that we treat each other on Facebook and dismiss each other. How then can we, can we just, we just walk by one another or, or, you know, you know, you, you, you go by that, that homeless person, you, you go by that, that maybe that person in the grocery store that you see that, you know, that neighbor that lives down the road that you just don't like, how, like how, you know, if, if God thinks so much of that person, I mean, it, we're then compelled mm-hmm. to, to just be a little nicer to just be a little more patient, to just be a little more understanding that, you know, I don't know what that person's going through in mm-hmm. their life. I don't, I don't know what that person's seen and done. And, and I don't know who that person is that I can, can make a judgment on the way that they live their life on the way that, that they, um, they maybe do or don't have a relationship with God. You know, judgment is a really, it's a really funny thing. And I think, um, we get so caught up in uh, in Jesus's description of the judgment and Jesus's you know warning about our judgment 
uh, and and honestly throughout all of scripture right God talks about you know this time when there's going to be a judgment or you think about um, you know King Solomon like making a judgment King mm-hmm. David making a judgment you think about um, you know like there's there's all these these different stories that make that idea of judgment very attractive mm-hmm. but Jesus is very clear that judgment is for him mm-hmm. when he talks about separating the sheep from the goats he's talking about God separating the sheep from the goats not he's, he's not talking about us he's not talking about a particular politician separating the sheep from the goats or a particular pastor or a particular famous person or whatever he's talking about him separating the sheep from the goats and guess what we're all sheep and we're all goats He's not, he's not coming in and saying, okay, um, there's going to be, you know, um, like that, that we're necessarily going to be able to discern perfectly who is who, even in our own lives, we're not going to be able to discern perfectly. Like, yeah, I know I'm going to heaven, Mm -hmm. right? Guys, that's a, that's a really, really slippery slope. It's a really, really slippery slope because if, if. If there's that one thing, right? If there's that one thing that we can, um, that we can all agree on, it's that over and over and over in scripture, man's pride Mm -hmm. leads to his downfall. Mm -hmm. Every single time. Mm -hmm. Judas, Judas thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, and so, um, we just wanted to, to come on today and talk about like, you know, is that is that kind of thinking is it really something that we want to do in our lives and then too is it necessary yeah and i think um in our past podcast we've talked about um a call to action like what can we do differently how can we find encounter i feel like it's time for a call to action mm-hmm. on treating each other with kindness mm-hmm. and i mean radical kindness like i haven't seen Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the other word that the other word that comes to mind is 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 mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when was the year of mercy? Like is that like two years ago, something like that. I anyway, think so. um, uh, recently, relatively recently, in Pope Francis's pontificate, if I'm using that word, his in his papacy. There we go. All the big words in today. his papacy. Um, there was there was this this year of mercy, and we talked about as a church. We heard from Pope Francis. Um, you know, he he kind of implored us to to treat one another with more mercy, to see the mm-hmm. face of Jesus in one another, and to to work. Excuse me, to come to an understanding um, of you know just the fact that we're kind of all in this boat together, yeah. right? And and um, you know, one of the things that he points out over and over again is that that the point of the gospel, the point of Jesus, you know, uh, coming to Earth is is not necessarily um, to get us all to behave perfectly um, or to you know create like this this one group of people that are so perfect that they get to go to heaven, and this other mm. group of people that you know they don't. That's not the point. Um, the point is to make the mercy of God, the father available to everyone. Mm-hmm. The, That's point beautiful. Of, the point of the gospel is, is, is mercy. Mm-hmm. I need God's mercy. You need God's mercy. Right. It's not just divisive. Exactly. Oh. And the, and the, you know, and then by extension, I need your mercy and you need my mercy. Right. We've got to be merciful to each other. We have to remember we belong to each other. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Um, I want to read some scripture real quick yes. and we'll kind of talk about it. Um, and, and this is, uh, I think a, uh, maybe, maybe a, a scripture verse that, um, or, or a, a parable in the gospel that maybe you haven't heard from this perspective. And I'm not saying it's the only way to interpret it. Um, but I think it's a good way to interpret it. So we're going to read through it and, uh, and then we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, this is from Luke's gospel. This is Luke 15, uh, verses one through seven. Here we go. The tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to him, him being Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them he addressed this parable. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? 
and when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy. And upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in just the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who have no need of repentance. Mm. I can remember hearing that in mass growing up and thinking, um, that's kind of a bummer. Like all the saints in heaven, like they don't, they don't get to be part of the party when there's a new saint. Like that didn't make sense to me. I thought there's, well, there's already all these righteous people. Like, isn't heaven supposed to be like a party anyway? Like, isn't it supposed supposed to be glorious anyway? Like, how does that, how does that work? Right. And, um, the thing is like, Jesus isn't saying, um, that that party is going to go on in spite of those righteous. He's, he's kind of saying those righteous don't exist until he, until, until we invest and believe and have a relationship with him. Um, it's, it's his love that makes us righteous. Right. And so we can't, we can't, uh, mm. we can't find that on our own. We can't just, you know, we can't show up to heaven um, having done all the work ourselves Mm -hmm. and whether it's, you know, teeny tiny sins or, you know, great big, huge sins, depending on your perspective and your culture and, and what's taboo and what's not, um, sin separates us from God. Right. And that separation makes us lost. We're all the lost sheep. Every, every one of us is the lost sheep. And at first that's like, you know, maybe that's a little bit controversial for you. Maybe that's a little bit scary. Um, but he's not, uh, pointing, he's not, you know, pointing this parable at the tax collectors and sinners that he's having dinner with. He's pointing it at the Pharisees. And, and that's not to say that the Pharisees are terrible people. They're not, they're imperfect people. Right. It was time for them to self-examine. It was time for them to learn something. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And Jesus is telling them in love, look, you know, all of you, all of you need me. Mm-hmm. All of you need me. I didn't come to call the righteous people. Well, here I am having a conversation re- with you, revealing my heart to you. So you're obviously in, in need of this revelation. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I wouldn't be here. Right. <laughs> right. So I think no matter what side of, of this parable you fall on, whether you feel like you're someone who, um, is, is, already in love with Jesus and is already walking with him and is already, you know, um, already kind of on his team. Mm -hmm. Or if you're someone who's never really been introduced to him, even if you're someone that that hates him, right? The, the message is the same. I'm, you're, you're lost Mm -hmm. and I'm here to, I'm here to rescue you. You're lost and I'm here to find you and I'm here to bring you home. And when we go home, it's, there's going to be joy and there's going to be love and there's going to be this happiness unlike anything you've ever mm-hmm. experienced, right? Heaven is going to be, um, kind of on fire, um, because we, we get to go there together mm-hmm. because heaven was made for you and you were made for heaven. When we, when we get up to heaven, there's not going to be socioeconomic discrepancies. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be, you know, disparity between the young and old. There's not going to be disparity between ethnicities and, and races. All of that stuff is gone. The thing is, guys, like, we've got to be the ones who put that stuff down. Mm-hmm. God is not going to force us to put that stuff down. If we try to carry that stuff into into our relationship with him, um, it's not going to work. It's just not. Right. Because ultimately anything that we, um, we, 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 we try to lean on, right. And scripture, it also says you can't serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and something else. Mm -hmm. So anything else that we're trying to serve ultimately either has to become a tool for our salvation. We have to use it to get closer to God or we just, or we just got to let it go altogether. And we're at a, we're at a time, I think in the history of our our country, maybe this unprecedented, um, division, Mm -hmm. right. Between 
you know, red states and blue states and, 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 you know, conservatism and liberalism and all this stuff. And we just think it's not worth it. I, there, I said it. You it's think just what's not worth it. Any of that. It's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it to be so ugly to your fellow human being. Yeah. Right. And me personally, I, I, I know, um, I know what I feel uh, is right in my relationship with God and where God is, is, is directing me in ministry. And that's, it's a hard thing to know. It's a hard thing to keep in your crosshairs. You, you have to stay, uh, you have to stay on top of it in mm-hmm. your relationship with God and you have to be open uh, to, to where he is leading you. Um, but I do know that at the end of the gospels, uh, in the beginning of the book of Acts, God tells us to go and make disciples in his name. Mm-hmm. And I know that anytime that I'm, I'm leading with, um, politics, mm-hmm. anytime that I'm leading with telling someone how they're wrong, mm-hmm. people immediately tune me out yeah. and, and turn around and, and leave. But if I lead with God loves you and, and God is here working in your life and he's taking care of you. And, and if I, if I lead with just, you know, like Jesus was doing, and I'm not comparing myself to Jesus, but like I think Jesus was doing when he was sitting down with sinners and, and tax collectors, right? Um, he's, he's trying to get these people to understand how great the father's love is for them. Yeah. And it how supersedes and all how, those sins. And how wonderful, you know, letting God be merciful really is mm-hmm. in our lives. Um, friends, I just think that that's, that's what we're called to do. If you're, if you're a Christian, if you're a Catholic, if you're not, right? If you're just a human being, um, I think your, your first vocation, the first vocation that we all understand is, is to be good to one another. Mm-hmm. It is. I got nothing else to add. <laughs> that was a beautiful monologue. I appreciate you. I'm sorry. You. I feel like I talked a long time. No, I apologize. You're on a um, a train of thought. I. It, yeah. No. It's all good. Now we have some dead space. <laughs> there's all. There's just. There's this. I don't know. This unspoken tension in the world right now which which isn't unspoken you know and i think um things really came to light for me with um are we gonna talk about politics a little bit we don't have to i mean we can if you what want if we do but not really but a little okay i don't know like what that just means. a little scratchy scratch i'm gonna follow i'll follow you okay so i make it a point to um to have a variety of friends. I like diversity. I like learning from people. Um, I feel like it makes me a better person when I have um, a varied perspective. And that being said, I'm seeing things from both sides mm-hmm. of political agendas. Um, I don't get wrapped up in it. I kind of like look and, and go. I have my... Um, you know, I'm not being convinced of anyone, anybody talking ugly, because that's what a lot of it is. And I just feel kind of bamboozled and surprised by some of the things that I've read lately. So it comes to light when um, the Supreme Court nominee comes up, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, people are feeling passionate about uh, either for or against, right? There's not a whole lot of lukewarm here. Sure. It's, it's passionate one way or the other and um and like i said i'm i'm open to hearing people's perspectives so um i've heard from both sides and what was striking to me was like these character attacks on um amy coney barrett which Mm. i felt like um so side note we graduated high school together i worked on her tech in New Orleans. How wow. fun is that? Um, so I know her. Mm-hmm. And the things that I'm seeing said about her are so ugly and horrific and untrue. Mm-hmm. Like they're so blatantly untrue. And I say this not um, to cast blame that one side speaks untruths. It opened my eyes that both sides mm-hmm. are full of um, just 
talking in a megaphone when you just need a whisper to your neighbor mm-hmm. that you care for them and let's make our country a place where we all feel um, like we can live here safely, mm-hmm. where we're valued as humans. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have strayed so far from that that it's scary mm-hmm. and I'm sad. Mm-hmm. I I think that the... I, I, I think that the, the responsibility for our dialogue mm-hmm. falls on our, um, our, our, we, we have a, um, we're, 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 we're all kind of, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing when it comes to dialogue. I think sometimes we say, uh, that we want to, we want to have a frank conversation about dot, dot, dot political maybe Mm -hmm. amy coney barrett right Mm -hmm. we want to talk you know frankly about her nomination or her qualifications or her background or whatever whatever we're getting into right but the 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 real agenda there is um it's the same agenda that we saw when 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 kane slew abel Mm. you know Mm -hmm. um it's this willingness to be uh, out in front, this, yeah. this, this want, this desire to be better than yeah, right. someone else. And, and Chosen I'm not, over. I'm not saying that, that competition isn't healthy or that even, you know, working hard to like get ahead in mm-hmm. life isn't healthy. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and, and aspiring to be, you know, your best self aspiring to be the best, you know, husband, wife, you know, father, mother, whatever that you can be aspiring to be the best doctor, lawyer, whatever. Those are wonderful things. That's great. And certainly God is giving you those desires, but he's giving you those desires so that you can work towards being your best self and get to heaven. Yeah. It's not about being your best self so that you can step on other people or being your best self by stepping on other Mm -hmm. people. And we, we take that desire and we twist it around and, and we want to, we want to fill that need and fill that place in our heart by saying, you know, um, I'm better than so-and-so or pointing out the flaws Mm -hmm. of so-and-so as a way to, to, I don't know, to feel this warped sense of satisfaction. Elevate ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, it, it really, um, it's, it's heartbreaking because I'll be honest, like, I don't know who Amy Coney Barrett is. I don't, I, okay. I, I know, I know what people, and, and, and she's just an example that we're mm-hmm. using, right? I know what people say about her mm-hmm. on both sides. Yeah. I don't think anybody right now, if you're, um, I don't think any rational person could like take a step back in perspective and look at what's going on right now and say they believe something that someone says. It's so messed up. We're in this, we're in this place in our world where it's like, I, I just, you know, I, I, I certainly there are things we can measure, right? Like there, mm-hmm. there are wildfires, there is a coronavirus, like there are things that we can measure and we can say, these are problems that we have to solve together. Um, but as far as how we're going to get there and the, um, the trust that we can put in other people, I think we have a lot of work to do. And I think we've taken some huge, huge steps backwards, uh, over the last, I don't know, several, several months, several years. I don't, I don't know how far back it goes. Um, I'm not a sociologist and neither is, neither I was going to say 10, I was going to say 10 years. And then you said so many months and I was like, Oh, I mean, well, whoa, it just, it just feels, it feels like we, well, and, and that's the thing is it, it like even, I mean, we could even have the discussion, like, how did we get here? Yeah. Like, like, you know, I mean, I look back and, and, um, you know, uh, I, I turned 38 this year. I had a pretty good birthday. It was cool. You know, like, and then, coronavirus hit and 2020 has just been a mess ever since it's like the world you know the year everybody wants to forget yeah you know um sad but true sad yeah Mm -hmm. sad but true and 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 you know kind of getting back on track with what we were talking about it it just feels like um you know there's so much room there's so there's so huge of an opportunity uh for love in the world right now and I've, I've got to think, uh, because I, I, I believe, I believe that God is moving. I believe that the Holy spirit is, is guiding us. And I believe that God doesn't abandon us. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that there are people out there that are choosing to love first. And I believe that there are people out there that want, um, 
their fellow human beings, regardless of their political affiliation or their gender or their sexuality or whatever label, Mm -hmm. right? They just want those people to be happy and Mm -hmm. they want those people to be in a deep and abiding relationship with God. And they want those people to feel supported and to feel like someone cares about them. Um, I've got to believe those people are out there because essentially really because Jesus promised that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, the gates of the netherworld are not going to prevail against the church. And, and if we're, if we're nothing else as the church, we, we have to be the, the, the open arms of Christ, right? If there's, if there's nothing else that we can be first and foremost, we have to be the open arms of Christ. So if you're, if you're, if you're Mm -hmm. listening and you're, you're wondering like we are often, what do we do here? What do we do in this time? How are we supposed to be, um, leading others to Jesus in, 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 and leading us others to the the message of of the gospel when we can't even really go to mass Mm. or we can't even, um, you know, like, like life just isn't the same, right. As it always was, you know, um, there were, there were saints during the plague. Yeah. There were, there were great saints during both world wars. I mean, you, you talk about being locked up. St. Maximilian Kolbe mm. died in a concentration camp and, and he died, yeah. he died not knowing that his story would ever get told mm-hmm. outside of that concentration camp, but he chose to love people first anyway. And as he was being, uh, if you don't know the story of St. Maximilian Kolbe, we'll, we'll put a picture of him, uh, on our Instagram and, um, we'll, we'll, we'll link it to, um, there's a lot of, a lot of places where you can learn about his story, but we'll, we'll make sure that there's some info there. Um, but as he was being led away to the gas chambers, uh, he forgave the men that were doing that to him. I think that that does, um, that does so much more for the state of the world than more hate than more anger, than more rage, yeah. than more, you know, mean stuff spewed on Facebook. It just, you know, if, if, if you, if you have to have an outlet, right. If you have to, you know, why can't, why can't your outlet be positive? Mm-hmm. Why can't it be, you know, God, there's, there's this person that I have interacted with and I firmly believe that they're, that they're wrong or that they're misled or that they're they're hurting or something Mm -hmm. and you pray for that person instead of saying, you know, look how wrong and terrible and ugly and evil and you know, whatever you are. Instead of typing anything, right in a journal, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't need to be heard by everybody. Every thought. It doesn't. And also, also what if you put all that energy into a relationship with God? I'm saying you like, it's all your fault. It's it's not, it's not you. Um, but you know, like maybe it is you and maybe it's, maybe it's not you, uh, necessarily on Facebook or, or on some message board somewhere. You know, maybe it's you in, in just the way that you, you think about someone, um, when they're in line in front of you at, at the the grocery store, right? Maybe it's you when someone cuts you off in traffic. Maybe it's you when you get passed over for that promotion. Um, there's a lot of reasons why, uh, we can dislike, hate, loathe whatever uh our fellow human beings right the 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 people in the world um all of those times all of those places uh, all of those things that happen to us are opportunities to 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 show mercy yeah they're they're opportunities for us to um to be like christ and you know um if those kind of things are happening to you and they happen to all of us well take heart those things happen to jesus too yeah there were a lot of people that didn't like him. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of people that, that, you know, out and out despised him. And then I think the worst part, there were a lot of people that just totally ignored him. Or just indifferent. Yeah, exactly. Didn't want to be bothered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that there's always more room for, um, I think there's always more room for mercy. I think there's always for more sure. room for love. Um, and the thing about hate is, uh, I'm going to quote Yoda here. Um, like, like fear turns to, to hate and hate turns to 
suffering, right? Like, like there's this, you can see this, mm, this progression, this progression. Um, and, and eventually like things, things explode. Like they don't necessarily, um, they don't necessarily just get better on their like own. Reconcile. It takes the conscious, mm-hmm. conscious, uh, effort of, of men and women saying, you know, I'm going to choose to, to love people today, mm-hmm. no matter what happens. I'm going to choose to be joyful. I'm going to choose to be, um, merciful. I'm going to choose to be, choice. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to smile at someone a little more. Cause remember, like we stated in, I think the first podcast, we're all tied for first uh-huh. What the heck people like to stop arguing with everyone. What the heck people exactly. What the heck we're tied for first in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. So just get off your high horse mm-hmm. or your love. low or your low horse. Get off your horse, your horse in or general, your donkey mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And and just and just love, and just love. I mean, does it sound too rainbows and unicorn? I don't. I don't think so. I think it's possible. I think that I think that love is the hardest conversation we have as human beings. I, I think it takes. Um, I think there are people that are listening to us talk that would say, well, you know, you, you have to have the hard, hard conversations with people. You have to, um, you have to let people know, you know, because you love them, you have to let people know, um, you know, if they're being sinful or whatever. I'm not saying you don't, I'm not. What I am saying is that you don't have to have those conversations all the time. No. And you do have to have them in love and you do have to have them in love. And I think you have to have more, uh, more conversations about, um, how difficult it is to love, right? Because it is really hard. Anybody who has ever been in really in any kind of relationship, but especially a relationship where, um, you know, you, you, you like the, like you think about all of the, all of the preparation that goes into, or, or all of the work that goes into marriage prep in the, in the Catholic church, there's a reason why marriage prep takes so long. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's because conversations about love, I mean, you're talking about two people that are supposed to really love each other, right? That are mm-hmm. supposed to be on the same side. Those conversations are really hard. They're difficult to have conversations about love um, and conversations in love, I think are the hardest ones that we have. It's, it's a little easier, I think, to just point out where someone's wrong. Right. It's a little bit easier to just point out how you're right. And someone else is wrong. It's a lot more difficult to say we disagree and we're going to have to work out where we, where we did those places where we disagree or those places where we don't feel the same way, but we're going to do that together. And we're going to do that, um, because Christ calls us to love one another first, Mm. right? Because we're both lost sheep. We've, we've both been, you know, um, um, given this opportunity to, to, to love each other, given this opportunity to learn from one another. And as hard as that is, that's, I think what God wants us to do. That's, that's where he, he, that's how he wants us to, to, to interact in life and to, and to interact with, with our fellow people. Yeah. It requires vulnerability, Mm -hmm. which, um, is, is it feels dangerous sometimes to, to be vulnerable with mm-hmm. people, even people you love, because, you know, you don't want to get squashed on or, I don't know. I think our society really holds to high esteem power and, um, being right. So being vulnerable is risky. Mm-hmm. It is, it is. And, and I think that's a, that's a nice, um, segue into what we, I think without saying it, I think what we kind of determined was the point of today's podcast, which um, is that life is not all, uh, unicorns and rainbows, like Mm -hmm. you stated. Sometimes it's, you know, donkeys and mud puddles. I don't know what the opposite of a rainbow is. Is is that okay? I don't know. I feel like I need to write out a little grid. Yeah. Rainbow, a unicorn and what goes next? Yeah. A Um, mud puddle. A mud puddle. Yeah. Yeah. And a donkey. And a donkey. Is that all right? That's terrible. But sometimes that's what life is. Donkeys are kind of, I like donkeys. I think donkeys are kind of cute. I'm not going to lie. I think they're cool. Can you even say that without thinking of Eddie Murphy and Shrek? Not anymore. No, thanks. (laughs) Um, uh, So one of my, one of my, one of my, (laughs) 
one of my dogs has uh she's she's we call her little dog um because she's smaller than she likes she's smaller than <laughs> she's smaller than big dog her name is echo but she's smaller than big dog who's who's bacon he's a boxer uh but little dog um she had a bunch of parasites when we rescued her and so she's got this kind of permanently distended belly and it's like a little donkey belly it's really oh. cute so anytime i think of, anytime i think of donkeys I, I think of her her little belly hanging down um but we we you know the again you know the the point of today's podcast was not um like pie in the sky it wasn't just to say you know be nicer right Y'all be nice to everybody okay that's okay we we understand that that's one not realistic and two like that doesn't help anyone. How do you do that? How do you do that in times like these? Yeah. Right? What is the next best step? What is the, what, what can we do? So like tangible. So I think for me, I, I think what I have to do is I have to, to look at that, maybe that politician on TV that I don't like or, or that I don't agree with or that person, um, maybe even in my family that I don't like, or I don't agree with. And I have to tell myself, the most important thing about that person is that Jesus loves them. That's good. And that Jesus loves them as much as he loves me. Ooh. Right. Ah. And, and that hurts. And that, that, that infinite love that he shows me, that grace that he shows me, that mercy that he shows me constantly in my life, how he's constantly rescuing me in my life. He's extending that to them too. And, and I have to, I have to err on the side of mercy as the church calls us to do err on the side of caution. Mm. Right. If you want to, put it in more generic terms and say, I hope that that person has a relationship with Jesus too. And I hope that that person is trying to do their best. I pray that that person is doing their best. And if they're not Lord, open up that person's heart, help that person to, 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 to change, help me to change, to do my best where I'm not doing my Mm -hmm. best guys. When we, when we, I, I think when we start to pray in that way, we start to pray in a way that is a little more self-aware, a little more aware that, Hey, I'm not perfect. Right. <laughs> right. And, and, and if my prayer is only going to reflect my perfection, then I'm missing the point. Yeah. Right. If it's only going to be about how I'm right and someone else is wrong or how only that other person's heart needs to change. Mm-hmm. And then I'm totally missing the point of prayer. Um, when I start to do that, when I, it becomes just a lot easier to, to, to not, take everything that's going on so personally mm-hmm. to not, um, allow, you know, the world's negativity or the world's chaos to become my negativity and my chaos yeah. it becomes a lot easier to hold on to the peace that, that Christ promises us. And, and as chaotic, as chaotic as the world is that, you know, it's, there's never really been a time of peace in the world. Like no. we've been praying for peace since the beginning of time. It's never really happened the peace that we really should be focusing on and praying for is the, the peace of Christ coming into our hearts, coming into our lives mm-hmm. and allowing us, um, and, you know, encouraging us, giving us the grace uh, to be who we're created to be. Um, when we start to extend that same, you know, courtesy and that same understanding to our fellow man, that that person is, is probably, um, uh, you know, hopefully doing their best as well. Um, we can start to see those people that, that we might disagree with as, as human beings, we can start to see them as our, our brothers and sisters and, and the world changes, the world changes. Um, the last thing, I I guess the last little bit that I have, um, on this is you can be that change for sure. Do not wait for someone else to make the world better. I feel like there's so much, um, power in that, that notion, that, uh, acknowledgement that Mm -hmm. you can be the change. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I think first and foremost, um, your relationship with God needs to be a focus mm-hmm. and then, and then you charge forward mm-hmm. and be the change. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be, you don't have to save the world in one day. You're not going to, right? No, like, it's just like one interaction at one, a time. One interaction at a time, you know, smile at someone in oh. the, in the grocery line. No, I'm just thinking of Jesus at the well. And I know I have preached about you gotta watch the chosen, but man, <laughs> that, um, that scene just gets me, uh, I'm all weepy thinking about it. he, his compassion, the level of his compassion is so profound. It's like nothing that I have ever seen on a human before, mm-hmm. you know? So if, if we can channel that type of compassion that he offers, mm-hmm. 
us mm-hmm. always if we could offer that to our fellow humans i just don't think that there would be room for the judgments that inevitably come not at all not at all i the i think you picked the the perfect word for it compassion mm-hmm. um passion means suffering mm-hmm. and compassion means suffering Suffer with, with right yeah. and and to to suffer with someone like whatever someone is is um whatever they're going through whatever they really care about um whether whether things are are good or bad or in between in their lives uh, there's something passionate going on there's something that they are carrying mm-hmm. right and to stop for five minutes and to to even just just carry like the tip of the iceberg you yeah. know to just carry just just the first little bit of whatever someone else is carrying to to help them do that um you know to, to buy a homeless person a sandwich and have a conversation with them yeah. um to to um you know maybe maybe right now you know to to reach out if you've got kids that are that are uh, doing virtual school to reach out to that teacher that you know is frustrated right there's that one class that your kids taking they're not get, just they're not getting anything out of the class mm-hmm. and the teacher seems to bumble through it and it's terrible reach out to that teacher and say hey like how's it going mm-hmm. how can i help you how you know what do you what do you need how are you doing can i you know how can i be a friend to you yeah. right um instead of you know, instead of someone leaving someone a terrible review somewhere, you know, there's like, lots of that too. There is. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, to, to think about, you know, okay, how can I positively affect this situation before you put more negativity into it? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's hard, but it's doable. And, and I, I think that, you know, God has, has faith in us that we can, you know, that we can turn to him and we can, we can get through all of the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can. <laughs> my mind, I was, um, I was thinking, okay, so my mom could be, um, described as someone who is super duper positive. And I recently ran across the term toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's her, but I, um, but that term, you know, I, I wonder if, some of what we're saying, if it feels like, um, that, and I just think if I'm modeling my life after Jesus, the human, the human God, if I'm modeling my life after him and how he lived, he wasn't toxically positive. He could be kind to everybody, but he was still flipping tables when things were out of place and he was angry mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, so boom, I'm gonna flip some tables. <laughs> and 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 as 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 make no mistake, as Catholics, as Christians, we are called to be leaders. Mm-hmm. We are called to be leaders that are willing to have um, to have tough conversations. That are willing to be courageous, right? That are willing to to go up the mountain, to climb up on the cross, and to 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 pour ourselves out for the truth. To pour ourselves out for. Um, for who God is. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and as, as so many saints who have gone before us have done, so many of the saints have, have lived these really, uh, I think what would be considered tragic lives Mm -hmm. were it not for their relationship with God. Right. Right. And, and, but what we consider tragedy, what we consider real turmoil, those are places in the, in our world where there's fertile ground for, for, planting the seeds of, right. of the, of the gospel and it's opportunities for it's, redemption. Exactly. And yeah. so, so we've got to be the ones that say yes to that redemption. We've mm-hmm. got to be the ones that say yes to those opportunities so that others will, will follow, but we can't say yes. If we're too busy pointing out how right we are, mm-hmm. we can't, I mean, you, and you, how wrong you, you just can't do that. I mm-hmm. mean, you, 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 it's like that old thing of you, you know, you can't, um, you, you, you can't receive anything in your hand when you're making a fist. Mm. Right. And, and so if, if that's kind of, you know, if, if we're so argumentative and we're so violent, even that, um, that we're unwilling to listen, how, how, how can we receive the leadership of the Holy spirit? How can mm. we receive 
the the word of God in our in our hearts, the grace of God in our hearts, if we're so closed off to it, because we think we know everything. I love that leadership of the Holy Spirit. That was cool. that was a Holy Spirit thing to say. Is that like a thing? Is that a? Is I don't that a, know. It just came out. I like it. Yeah. I like it. He's leading my troop. Yeah. I, I hope. I hope pay too. attention. I just gotta pay attention. Pay attention. Um, how do how do we want to how do we want to challenge our listeners? I I think we usually we usually come up with um, some tips for encounter mm-hmm. at the end of of each episode. I think. Uh, for this episode, I think we want to challenge people to go out and do something to kind of take this idea of, of positive discipleship, um, and, and let it kind of manifest itself mm-hmm. in some take kind of, next some kind of productivity. Um, how do we want to do that? Um, I would definitely challenge, I, I feel like such a weirdo saying, uh, listeners, <laughs> I'd like to challenge our listeners. Who am I? What is this? <laughs> um, I would like to challenge y'all to, um, in the next conversation you have that leaves you feeling like you could make a quick comeback in an argumentative way, I'm going to challenge you to pause, make it a holy pause, and to pray for that person. Pray, ask the Holy Spirit to invade your heart and invade your mind and pray for the other person instead of talking. Maybe even just go to let them know that you heard, huh? And then pray. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Done. A holy pause. I like that. Holy pause. A holy pause. Um, we just, uh, uh, our, our, our third episode was about um, stillness. And we talk, we talk about uh, the need to to take a rest, right? The need yeah. to kind of rest in, in, in Jesus. And I think that need to take a rest, it extends to our relationships too. And there are times when we need to stop and let Jesus, uh, kind of dictate what we're going to do next, uh, in a particular mm-hmm. relationship, how we're going to respond to someone and maybe in every situation and we, even we need to do hearts, that. Sure. You know, separately before coming. It's like that. It's like that old thing at like the middle school dance, like, like leave room leave for room Jesus, for the Holy Spirit. right? Oh, leave, leave, leave room, leave room for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I, I love that. Take a Holy pause. I think, uh, for me, my challenge, uh, to our, our, our listeners is going to be to, um, to consider uh, for a moment that that person across from you, that person that you that you um, whether it's someone that you know really well or it's some or it's a complete stranger, to consider that person's worthiness ahead of considering your own. And and that's a hard thing to do. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you're unworthy. I'm not. I'm not saying that anyone listening is unworthy. And I'm not saying that you should put yourself down um, or or put yourself below other people. What I am saying is that Jesus was the unique son of God and he got to a point in his life where, um, not only did he, he know that, but he had to, to, to live from that. Mm. And what he chose to do was to see tax collectors and sinners as worthy of his redemption, as worthy of his complete sacrifice on the cross. If we're really going to put on Christ, if we're really going to change the world with the gospel, if we're really going to going to work on encountering him, and especially for all of you ragamuffins out there, if you really want to experience Christ's, um, Christ, not only his, his, not only his like love for the world that you hear about, but his unique love for you, because his love mm. for you is unique. It's specific. Right. Start to extend that same grace to other people. Mm. And, and start to see, start to see, um, not to be preachy, but start to see the world through Jesus's eyes, to attempt to see the world through Jesus's eyes. It will absolutely change. I, I went through, um, a particular experience with a family member where that was what I realized that I had to do was in order to forgive this person, I had to start seeing them as Christ saw them. And I had actually like cut this person out of my life for about six months. And it really wasn't until... I kind of got through that process of when I thought about that person, I had to try to just see the good qualities and I had to just pray for them. 
um, that I realized Jesus really, really loves this person and wants me to have a productive relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And all the other stuff, the boundaries I had to set and blah, 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 that, that came so much easier and so much more naturally. And when you saw them, when I saw Jesus's them, when, when I saw them the way that, the way that, or when I attempted to see them mm-hmm. the way that Christ does, um, take a holy pause and then remember, um, you have the power to see people the way that God does. And, and that's a really beautiful thing. It is. Shall we close in prayer? Shall, shall we? Shall we? We shall. We shall. Daring to pray as Christ taught us in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy Thy kingdom kingdom come, come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Y'all, please be good to each other. I said y'all. Y'all? That y'all, sounded real. Y'all? You need a hat. The I do. Cowboy hat. Yeah, there's one There's y'all, one in the pack. I could y'all, get please it. be good to each other. Please be good to each other. <laughs> You're funny. Anyway, um, be good to each other, love each other, and uh, we'll get through this thing together. Yeah. Amen. Peace. Peace out. Late to Church podcast is an AMET creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Mancata. Our theme song is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kinks. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Follow us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast or contact us at Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We're praying for you. Peace. <laughs>